right, all right, Cousin Tone, your boy is back, fresh off a of vacation in beautiful Orlando, Florida, where I was making memories with Mickey and Minnie, riding haunted elevators in the Twilight Zone, narrowly escaping sneaky velociraptors, swinging through the city with Spider-Man, smashing buildings with the Hulk, fighting off a mummy's curse, conjuring spells with Harry Potter and the crew, and partying it up with my celebrity peeps like J-Lo and The Rock at some bougie lady's crib named Madame Tussaud. All in all, my family had another banging family vacation, brother. Like they say, cuzzo, go hard or go home. Enough about me, bro. How was your week? Did you miss me? Dude, yeah, I did miss you, but wow, what an intro, man. Jeez, you had a lot. You got your money's worth, man, because uh, I know like sometimes when you go down there, you get caught up. And I mean, a lot of times you lose a lot of time waiting in line or just traveling from park to park. But you seem to have gotten it in, bro. Yeah, dude, we weren't messing around. You know, if we if we weren't doing fast pass, we just we, we know how to, you know, maneuver. Um, worst comes to worst. They always got the single rider, especially in Universal. So now that my daughter's a little bit older, you know, she's mm -hmm. 11 going on 12. So she's not too scared. But normally when you go single rider, if it's the three of us, I'll go ahead. My daughter in the middle. And then my wife behind. So normally she go, you know, gets to get on with the ride with one of us. So, you know, okay. it, it'll work out. So if there's a ride that's like 45 minutes or longer, we're doing single rider and we get on that real quick. Ah, okay. It yeah, just, was... it, yeah, it takes you right to the front of the line. And then it's like, you know, so if they have rows of four or five, yeah. you know, it'll be like a party of three. And they're like, you two psh, over there. So then my daughter goes on my wife and then I'll be, you know, a single one behind them. Oh, okay. Okay. Hmm, look at that. Eyes with the tips. Yeah. I was going to ask if you were a fast pass guy or not. I, I think that, no, 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 that that's yeah. too much money. My yeah. wife was talking about it. Cause you know how she is. I'm like, no, yeah. I am not. Dude, we spend a lot. You know, it, <laughs> you don't realize it till it's all said and done, but between food, the parks and just like dumb stuff, man, you, you spend a ton of money, dude. We, yeah. So, yeah. but it was worth it, man. And all in all, like I said, it's all about creating memories and we definitely created memories, you know, so, like I said, you, uh, that, and that was just half the things that I, I discussed in the beginning. That's half of what we did. So, yeah, yeah. it was nice. too much to put in the, in the intro. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you're going back soon. So, yes. Yes. So, and I was able to, uh, hopefully my daughter doesn't see this, but I was able to move my flight to a later time. So we're going to go ahead and be able to stay and watch the uh, Q&A with Millie Bobby Brown that day. So she's going to be excited for that. Awesome. You're back in there running for father of the year. You're about to blow that, but <laughs> you're back in it. So let's get into a little bit of uh, a little bit of something, something that you came up with. You know, you're talking about NBA stock up, stock down. Yes. So, you know, now that the first round of the playoffs are done, you know, we got some key players in the hobby that you, you have you, you've listed and you want to kind of touch on them. So how do you want to do this? You want to do all the up guys first or yeah. do you want to do. Okay, yeah, we'll go, we'll go stock up first, and then we'll okay. go stock down, you know, the people that have been in the first round. So stock up. I mean, after the last game, which was just, just happened, Steph Curry, um, some people say he's overrated, and I say those people are crazy. This gentleman just dropped another 50 burger on a, in a game seven where supposedly he can't come through in, in the big in the clutch. And so he, he scored 50 against Sacramento, who's an up-and-coming team, you know, props – First of all, the Sacramento Kings, excellent season. Um, they killed it, you know. Uh, but you watch Golden State, they're they're a machine, bro. It, once they get it going, and when Steph's not cooking, you got Clay cooking, and then you always have Draymond doing Draymond things and Jordan Poole. So the list goes on and on. Wiggins, when it comes to them, and their ball movement is impeccable. So, yeah, man. But number one, Steph Curry, 
you know, obviously in the hobby, he's already high. You know, it's going to be hard, but, you know, God forbid this dude gets another one. Um, it was, uh, who was it? Stephen A. Smith. I think he just said, is Steph Curry the best point guard ever after the game? He threw that out there. Definitely in the conversation. I mean, you know, I say that I said he changed the game. I, I, I said months ago, years ago that, you know, he's in the top 10 and could possibly move up in the top five and people were like trying to beat me up about it. And I was like, dude, <laughs> look, look at the game and look what he's done. And he's continuing to do. And yeah. God forbid he wins another one. He already got four. That'd be five. Yeah. That is, yeah. Like I said, he's definitely in the conversation. Change the game, which is kind of hard to do this far into the game being the way it is. So definitely, uh, yeah. I, 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 I dude, I, I that look to even dare to dabble. I'm like, I can't, I can't even get in this, man. Like, it's, it's too late. It's like, it's, yeah. I mean, you, you can get in some low end stuff, but if you wanted yeah. to get his top 1%, bro. You, you, you got to mortgage the crib, you know, refinance, do something crazy or yeah. hit the lottery because it ain't happening. And like I said, if he, he gets another one, forget it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So who else you got? Now, piggybacking off of that, obviously, in the other side, we just talked about the Sacramento Kings. So the leader of that crew was De'Aaron Fox, who, I mean, bro, you know, he to me, he was always a good player. I thought we had a chance to steal him. There was talks of trade to to get him over to the Sixers, and I wanted him bad because I knew he had this type of potential in him. Um, But he's taken it even further than I even thought, and he's been hitting his three-point shot and mid-range and taking it to the hole and playing great D, just doing it all. And I'm like, man, this dude's gone from, you know, mediocre to good to now where he's he's an elite player right now. So his stock Mm up, he's up. And the funny thing is I remember – your boy Gary V, when he was talking in the beginning, he all the guys that he had mentioned, the Giannis and everybody else that he would the goats, but yeah. he threw in there one of his prospects was De'Aaron Fox. He was like, the only guy I missed on was De'Aaron Fox. And this was back when he was doing it. So this is a couple mm-hmm. years ago. But now if he kept those cards, he, yeah. he uh, you know, I know he went hard on De'Aaron. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know me, I don't I don't collect these guys, but um I haven't looked at price wise, but I'm like, I'm wondering if he's a guy that you can probably still get in on a little bit. Uh, maybe not that top one percent, but maybe the top five or top ten at a, at a decent clip. You better hurry up if you if yeah. you you're planning on doing it. He's definitely one of those guys where his stock is up and rising. So yeah. Sacramento King, the the you know basketball, they're on the rise, and uh, it's only he's only going to get better with you know with with this confidence that he's gained going toe to toe, literally game seven with Golden State, who has the potential to win it all, you know, I, I think, you know, yeah. the sky's the limit with, with Darren Fox. So, Yeah, that's fair, too, because if you look, you have L.A. who's getting older. Um, and I should just say LeBron, because I don't know, I mean, the rest of the team is kind of like, yeah, I guess Anthony yeah. Davis, too. But, yeah, but um, obviously, even though the Warriors, you know, they get by them today, but, you, just, you know, their better days are yeah behind them. And uh, so, and then the Clippers. So, you know, those three teams here. You also got the, the Grizzlies who, you know, we'll talk about, but they, they got potential as well. They just got to get their ish together because they uh, yeah. they like to talk more than put it, you know, put the product yeah. out on the floor. So yeah. now number three in stock up is the man, Hemi <laughs> Butler, Hemothy. You know, this guy. I've always loved Jimmy Butler, you know, especially when he was with the Sixers. I, I hated to see him go. And we, 
The reason we had to let him go was because of Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris. I would have rather gotten rid of those two and kept him, and we would have probably had a championship by now. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. He went to the Miami Heat, and he has proven why he is him. He's averaging like 37.6 points a game. Took down the mighty Giannis and the Bucks, who, for all intents and purposes, were supposed to win, you know, either them or Boston. And uh, here Jimmy with, with his band of uh, three-point shooting, you know, <laughs> guys. is uh, Misfits. Yeah, misfits are just like literally they're misfits. So half of them were not even in the league. They were just, you know, pickups from the G League. Um, and it's crazy, you know. But yeah, Jimmy Butler, bro. Stock up. Yeah. Big props to the coach too, man. Spolster. Yes. Yeah, is yeah, a good coach, man. Yeah, yeah. Very good coach. As keeps, much as keeps... I hate to say it, yeah, he he's uh he's definitely he's done it with various teams and yo, that that's a scary team. So if the Sixers were to make it past Boston, which heesh, that's a tall task, but if they were and we were to face Miami, you know Jimmy, he just absolutely <laughs> loves, loves giving it to, to the Sixers, yeah. especially after they let him go and kept Ben and Tobias when he told him, you're going to stay with them punks and not take me? Okay, watch yeah. this. Hold my beer. Yeah, we kind of messed that up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, but on the other side, oh wait, you have an honorable mention. Yeah, I got an honorable mention. I got to give props to uh, Mr. Jalen Brunson from the New York Knicks. That boy, another guy similar to De'Aaron Fox. Like I knew he had game, but not this kind of game. And I was watching him again today. You know, unfortunately they lost um, in the first game. Uh, but dude, he uh, against against Hemi. Him, he was yeah. too much, but that you know we got to watch next game because Jimmy did sprain his ankle, so he might not be playing next game. That's a that's a big thing. But yeah, Jalen Brunson, bro, he's coming and he's worked on his game. And as small as he is, he's able to maneuver his body, being a left-handed shooter as well. He he knows how to use his body well. He's not the most athletic dude. He's not getting up, but he can get his shot off anytime he wants. And uh, he's doing his thing in New York. So props to him. And I bet you, them boys over in the Dallas are regretting letting him go. <laughs> Who would you rather have? I don't know. Him or Kyrie? Yeah, I don't know, dude. That that's such a train wreck over there. That they just they just. You ever seen a uh, <laughs> life with Eddie Murphy? Yeah, can't get right. Yeah, <laughs> that's them, man. They just yeah, I don't know, dude. They and I don't feel bad at all. I like I said with all the tears Luca puts all over the floor. I'm like, eh, too bad. <laughs> Whatever. So yeah. we were just discussing real quick with Jalen Brunson, his dad, Rick Brunson, who's actually on the, the Knicks staff right now, um, how he played in the NBA. And we were having that one discussion previously as to guys who have been in the NBA and their sons, where rarely the son has been, you know, played better than the dad. And in this instance, uh, Jalen has definitely surpassed what Rick Brunson has done in the league. Yeah. Yeah, hands down. I mean, Rick actually was like an un, like a undrafted free agent type thing, and mm -hmm. you know, so the son has definitely definitely surpassed what pops does. But it's nice that his dad's along for the ride. Yes, sir. So, but on the other side, you got a couple names here. So, hobby stock down. Yeah, these are big names. Uh, you know, people have put some big money into these guys. Um, so we're gonna go with first, uh, Mr. Ja Morant. You know, he had his issues before the playoffs, 
to me, I don't think he should have been allowed to play in the playoffs with the nonsense he was, you know, doing before everything. They gave him an eight-game suspension, which I thought was pretty low, but whatever. He was able to play, had a couple good games, ended up spraining his wrist and uh, was able to work through it, but still wasn't able to come through. And Yo, He's uh, reckless, man. He is reckless. He gets up there, bro, and, you know, these dudes in the NBA, they again, they know how to use their body. So defensively, the way he goes up for these dunks, he's trying to, you know, make posters on everybody. So the slightest movement where his legs get cut out from under him, it's a free fall, bro. He's so high up in the air and his wrists are not going to be loving him for the rest of his life. And it's, it's only a matter of time. He, he has to start. It sucks, man, because when somebody's that, that athletic, you want to see them up and doing those crazy things, but he's just not built like that. He's too mm -hmm. small, too skinny. And uh, he's just eventually, it's going to take a toll on him as far as, you know, if his shooting game, if he continues to keep falling on his hands and wrists like that, trying to break falls. Yeah, I agree. Yep. But. but I do remember him saying in the beginning, before everything, you know, saying they asked him, the one reporter, you know, who, who you worried about? And he goes, you know, Boston Celtics. And uh, the reporter, the lady reporter was like, you don't got nobody in the West? He's like, nah, we fine in the West. We fine. And that boy got bounced in the first round. <laughs> Adios. Thanks to Dylan Brooks. <laughs> but uh, that's number one. Number two, Stockdown, we got Mr. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, it's hard to say, you know, Giannis is a Stockdown, but, you know, they were picked. They had the best yeah. record in the league. They were picked by many to win it all and to get bounced in the first round by the Heat, even though, you know, that first game he got hurt and missed uh, two games after that. So they kind of spotted him, you know, those two games. But still, they won one without him. So it was two to one when Giannis came back. It wasn't like the, right. the series was out of reach. But Jimmy Butler was like, I don't think so, brother. Let me show you how a, a real man does this. And Jimmy just took control and Giannis kind of was like, couldn't couldn't do anything with it. So I don't think it like with him, what do you think, man? The hobby, I think he's just stay yeah, steady. Yeah, I was about to say I think he's stock stable. Like I don't think I don't think he's falling off or or I mean obviously he's not gonna go up right now. But yeah, I don't think people just love him, man. I mean he he they is he's he, nice. He, bro. he did he's, like I said before, he put the team on his back. They won yeah. a championship. He's won two MVPs. It's not like he doesn't have the hardware and the accolades. So yeah, he's good to go. He's good to yeah, go. Yeah. This was a definitely, you know, like they said, was this a failure? And uh, he said, absolutely not. Yeah, yeah. Stock down, but not really down, I guess you could say. Yeah. And the man, Mr. Invisible himself, <laughs> the guy that loves to uh, act like he's Mr. Elite, but when it comes time to prove it, he just disappears. Mr. Donovan Mitchell from the Cleveland Cavaliers couldn't make it happen in Utah. He comes to the Cavs. They had the number four record in the East. And uh, they let the New York Knicks beat him up. And uh, here we are with Donovan. Nobody, he's just skating free again. Nobody's talking about Donovan. No. So it's kind of like the hobby. It's there's people there, you know, there's big time investors in him waiting for him to to pop off, but he just doesn't seem to be able to do it. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on him, man? Yeah, I think he's just like that dude that kind of just skates and doesn't really like he'll have a 50 point game. But like you said, when it's time, the lights are shining. It's just like, see, like a, a Dominique Wilkins type from back in the day. That's fair. A Donovan McNabb. 
<laughs> you know, where it just doesn't get it. Not even got to the big game. Yeah, yeah, but doesn't get it done when the time, you know, when the lights are shining the brightest. But, but then again, he just goes off into hobby obscurity, and nobody's really talking about him. And this might be the only mention he gets uh, in any type of hobby related show. We'll have to we'll have to keep track of that. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not just like, I'm 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 watching you, brother. I see you. Yeah. From the days you were battling with Ben Simmons for the rookie of the year, you was talking all that smack and, and yeah. you let scrub ass Ben Simmons beat you for the rookie of the year. And, you know, you, it's been downhill ever since then. But yeah. he, he definitely has potential. man. I think with the right team, the Cavs, I, I don't you know, they're good, but they're not, you know, to be to, they overachieved this year to be a four seed, honestly. Um, So I don't think the uh, East it's crazy for me saying that just the fact that the eight eight seed just beat the number one seed i was gonna say it's not that deep as the west but you know you you take miami's like a a different type of story because with, with jimmy butler in playoff mode that's a whole different animal and he takes his team he's able to when he's he's one of those few that could put a, a team on his back and, and actually beat a contender but the rest of the teams like the Atlanta hawks you know, no, no, no. I'm not, you know, no, no smack talk. I, I like the Knicks, but they're not ready yet. They're too young for me. They have a lot of work they need to do. Uh, you know, when Obi Toppin's out there thinking he's Clay Thompson, I don't, I don't see that being a winning recipe, not to mention Julius Randle being hurt. Is he going to come back a hundred percent? So there's a lot of question marks with it. Can they, can they make it happen? Yes, but they're not, you know, again, no smack talk on my New York peeps. Just, they're not ready yet. They don't have that championship medal. It's not like you could say, oh, New York Knicks, man. I, I put them on the same level with Golden State Warriors. Yeah, I got you. No, nah, it's sorry. I got hey, but they're they're on their way now. Maybe with Brunson there, get a little they, they, another yeah. piece. And yeah. then you got now now you're cooking with gas, man. Yes. So. But so this are we are we gonna move on to uh yeah. part of the main event here? Let's do it. So this is um this is your thing here, brother. So oh, it's just my thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, because this is your thing. Because uh, I have to catch up. So yeah. you're 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 ahead of me. You know what I mean, but so everybody's talking about it this week. King of the collectible, king of collectibles, the Golden Touch, starring Mr. Ken Golden and crew. Yes. So, dude, is this good for the hobby in its future, or just an ego stroke slash money grab for old Kenny G? <laughs> Listen, bro, it's 50-50 for me. I, I, I enjoyed it, you know, and, and it's funny because the first thing before I even saw it, we were, in the, you know, talking in the DMs. It was me, you, and the commission. Commission saw it before anybody, and he just wasn't feeling it at all. Uh, has no love for Kenny G and the crew. Didn't like the scripted content and just thought it was kind of like, you know, over-the-top reality show crap that you see, like the – American Pickers and stuff like that. I guess he's not a fan of those types of shows. I always like those shows, you know, not so much for the acting and the scripts and all that. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that they're going out there and they're showing me things that I've never seen before. And with this show, it's not just about, you know, they had the banger cars that we talked about. And I know you were like, man, I don't know about this because, you know, you're more into the cards than the memorabilia. And to me, they do a really good job where it's like 50 50. They, you know, talk about the cards but then they talk about memorabilia you know like crazy stuff uh like the one dude came up and he had a dress that was actually cut by britney spears in half mm -hmm. and worn as a shirt all right at one of the award shows and somehow he got a hold of it and he also had uh michael jackson's 
towels that he used to take off his makeup. So you see Michael Jackson's makeup and his eyebrow on the, the t- so the lady's like, how am I supposed to uh, authenticate that? And he's like, well, I got, you know, from the staff from, the, you know, this was a, like a hotel in Germany and they wrote up a whole big thing on how these were the towels used by Michael Jackson to wipe off his makeup. Um, <laughs> which is crazy. You know what I mean? So th- this is this kind of stuff like people bring in and they, tr- you know, golden has to try to authenticate it. Now they were able to authenticate and, and, uh, what do they say? Uh, what do they call it when they match picture match? Or oh, photo match. Photo yeah. match. The uh, dress slash shirt from Britney Spears, but they couldn't obviously with just the letter. They weren't able to verify that. You know, other than you know having a picture of Mike wiping off his makeup, right. they couldn't say those were towels from Mike. So he was a little disappointed with that, but he was cool with putting the you know the Britney shirt. But you know that's just tip of the iceberg. They make a trip to Puerto Rico a couple times. Like there's one guy, businessman in puerto rico who has just like the craziest collection you would ever see and it's everything from jerseys to sneakers to memorabilia to mm-hmm. you know cars like it, it was just insane what ken was able to uh get from this dude and and the dude was very savvy and it was cool seeing you know puerto rico and things like that so ken hops yeah. on the jet the very next day boom goes over there so you know it, it's cool stuff like that where you can live vicariously through Ken. Obviously, we're not doing that. Yeah, a lot of these items, most of us wouldn't be able to afford and and you know and get. But it's it's cool to see that side of the hobby, where people that have that funny money can actually bid on these things and uh, you know make it happen. Yeah, a couple things. <laughs> yeah, I, I, thirty Mary Magdalene jokes that jumped into my head when you said about the. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> literally you can see he's like that's his eyebrow there. Right. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> that's yeah, that's that's a bit much there, pal. Uh but like I'm thinking like, do we need to have the over the top acting when when these items are these if if you know these in fact are like, and bro, it's items, not really even you know, that bad. You know what I mean? Like I, mm-hmm. I can get like like I was telling you, you haven't seen it. You're really what you're like this show. You're going to get out of it what you go into thinking. So if you already go in there with the attitude like Ken Golden's a piece of crap, you know, what I mean, this is all bullshit. Da, da, da. You know what I mean? If you already have a hate the face for Ken, that's how you're going to portray the show. It's, it's going to be over the top. It's going to be scripted. It's not going to be real. This is all fake. So you could easily just dismiss it. If you go in there with the attitude, well, let me see what this is all about. And you. Like any reality show, bro. Any reality show is is scripted. You know, anything yeah. on TV. Yeah, there, there's nothing that's real that's out there that's not scripted. So to sit here and act like Ken Golden has to now be like Mister Authentic and and do everything like, like, dude, real life is boring. Let let's keep it real. If he just showed up and the guy was like, "Hey, look what I got." Okay, cool. I'll give you this amount of money. All right, let's go. You know what I mean? And you don't talk about anything. You just yeah. people sometimes they 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 push it to where it's like, dude, it doesn't, you know, you don't, you don't have to criticize something like to that level, like just give it a chance. And again, if, if you like Ken Golden, it's cool. If you don't, you're not going to like it. So it, it really is that, that mentality of, of, uh, you know, just watching it, what you're going into it with. But the cool thing for me is it, to me, I, I like it because it's something like my wife was even where she doesn't get into it, but since it's like a reality show yeah. type thing, you know, American picker, she was, she was cool with it. She was like, wow. They, you know, they paid that much for a Jackie Robinson contract. Wow. Really? Why, why is that so much? Why, what, what Michael Jackson's tap, you know? So she's asking yeah. all these questions. I'm like, yeah, she's like, well, why don't you have any of that stuff? I'm like, you know what I mean? Like it ain't that easy. I wish I did. 
Yeah. Like, I was like, did you not see this guy? You can, uh, give to Ken and, and sell. I was like, no. <laughs> not for those numbers. Yeah. Like, do you not see this guy jet setting all over the world? Like, we're yeah. not we're not doing all that stuff. Right. But yeah, I'll definitely. So I, by the time our live comes out on Thursday, it's my homework for the week. I'll be, I'll be able to watch it and, and talk about it uh, a little bit more. So I'll definitely, yeah. Uh, I'll definitely do my due diligence, they yeah. say. But so let me ask you, bro. So after you watch it, mm-hmm. are we are we sleeping on memorabilia? I mean, are we so like wrapped up in the cars that we miss out on historical sports artifacts, things like that? Like, do you see yourself branching out a little bit? I do. You know, I already kind of dabble on things outside of cars myself. So, you know, I, I'm just like, like, I love weird quirky stuff especially historical like there's one time they're talking about a copy not the original declaration of independence but they you know a couple years later everybody um like in the 1800s they decided to do i don't know how many copies let's just say a thousand copies they printed of the original declaration of independence and they printed them and they gave them to the people to hang up in their homes so as of now there's only probably like say five or six good copies and then the one dude had it you know like a redemption Kind of not a redemption, but just uh, it was a you know a reprint. <laughs> it's it's like it's like the Jordan eighty six Fleer, and then you had the decade of, of excellence. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like back then, like they just sent them stuff, and they had to redeem it for. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like you know twenty years later, you know everybody's feeling patriotic. You know America's in the eighteen hundreds. You know seventeen seventy six is when they signed it. So you know it was I forget what the exact date. Let's just say eighteen oh six. They came out with a thousand copies of the declaration of independence and then people were able to just pin it in their homes and you know feel real patriotic about it but since then there's only been so many good copies that have uh, survived and the one dude had it so you know they had these uh, a father and son that kind of like they do scouting for ken and they go out and not just for cars but you know stuff like this so okay. it's you know pretty cool so yeah man when it when it comes to memorabilia i think you know, we talked about it with Mike Hefner when he was talking about all the stuff that he had, the robes, which, again, Ric Flair's on there, too. He comes okay. to authenticate one of the robes, which is pretty okay. cool. Like, they're like, Let, let's get a guy who, you know, can probably, you know, probably authenticate this for us. And here comes Ric Flair doing his whole thing, rolling into the, you know, Ken Golden's <laughs> office. And, you know, it, it's cool because it's like there's two guys that I know that you love that are on this show. So regardless of whether you hate Ken or not, yeah. you know, like what he's doing, like mm-hmm. you still have, you know, freaking Ric Flair, Mike Tyson, yeah. you boy. So it, it, it's cool just to see that kind of stuff and uh, to say, you know, Ric Flair, is this one of your robes? He's like, yeah, this is the one. He goes, I sold that rope. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is it. Let me show oh, you why boy. this is real. And, you know, he goes, most of my other robes got sold by the women that I was with. He goes, but this one, <laughs> he's like, I, I, I sold this one. So, yeah, I was about to say that was probably, uh, <laughs> little uh settlement deal yeah, yeah. Was, uh, i think he threw out there he's the line was like you know how many women wore these robes that i had oh, God. <laughs> and the guy was like i can just imagine That's <laughs> he's crazy. like no, you can't <laughs> you can't <laughs> um, but yeah man like uh the memorabilia to me is super dope and i know you you're like like to keep it to the cars and you always give me that excuse and you don't have enough space which is a bunch of crap you make the space um, yeah, and again, you don't have to go crazy, but I think, you know, strategically, especially with stuff like with Mike, if he, you know, have some boxing shorts signed by him or, you know, some a glove signed by him, you know, something like that or, you know, whatever it is that you're collecting at the time. I do think memorabilia is uh, 
obviously it's been there a long time. It's not something that's we don't know about. Mm-hmm. I, but I think it's something because, dude, the one guy from Puerto Rico, like 90 percent of the stuff he had was all memorabilia, jerseys and, and, and things like that. So, you know, we all we all get excited about an on card auto with a swatch, <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? a chunky patch. Like literally, you can get the jersey that Kobe wore with his blood stain on it. You know what I mean? But then that's going for like four million dollars. So it's like, it's crazy the amounts that people will pay for this stuff, especially game worn and that they can photo match it. So yeah, memorabilia to me is is something that I'm definitely gonna look look into. Um, but it's kind of hard because if it's something that's legit, the prices are not cheap. I bet I know. I like I uh I always think about just being. For that man, if I'm ever branching out into that, it's got to be very specific. Yeah, because uh, I mean, I mean, number one, the money's crazy, but it's also you know, again, it's just it just it balloons in the space. I mean, like Mike said, I mean, and you guys, if you haven't heard that, definitely check back. It was a, a Mike Hefner episode where he says, I mean, he's like, dude, I have a whole room here of stuff where I had to just like the wife's like, dude, what the heck's going on? It just it it just balloons and yeah. You know, it's not like you can you can have 500 cards in a case and it's only, you know, this big, yeah. but you have 500 robes or, or trunks or whatever. I mean, they're all yeah. over the place. So, yeah, yeah, but I, I do think like it's kind of still after all that, though, I think it's still slept on or maybe just not as mainstream. It's almost like one of those like. If you know, you know. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, like sneakers, like, you know, it's like sneakerheads. They have their, yeah. you know, everybody has a niche, you know, and and we sometimes we focus so much on the cars we forget that, but you know, there there's probably just as many people that collect jerseys or sneakers or you know, mm-hmm. like they literally had Michael Jackson's fedora that was up for auction. Like the dude that went to Puerto Rico. Yeah, I mean that. Well, Ken went to Puerto Rico to yeah. meet the dude. Like he had, along with all that stuff, a ton of Michael Jackson memorabilia, like his fedora and, you know, signed stuff. And I was like, damn, you can see it just sitting there along with all the jerseys. Like he had racks upon racks of jerseys, dude. Like it was it was crazy. Like this dude's just chilling in Puerto Rico. Like I'm surprised that the mafia in Puerto Rico or whoever, you know, is in charge of stuff like that, just having ransacked his crib and took all the stuff. You must have a lot of security. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But that's neither here nor there, man. <laughs> Keep that on that DL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call Bad Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got a question for me, man? Yeah, bro. I've been seeing, you know, ever since this uh, purchase of the PMG by Lil Tony and uh, Big Ken, I was just, it, it was kind of like funny to me. And all of a sudden, at the same time, you know, are you guys like, kind of responsible for the uh, pumping of the Tyson PMG market. It's like, <laughs> did you guys really unknowingly purchase the same card at the same time and discuss it on your pods simultaneously by accident? Inquiring minds want to know. This kind of seems uh, orchestrated. And and not to mention, just today I see a picture of Big Ken with <laughs> Iron Mike Tyson holding said PMG in his hand. And uh, Mike, w- what did Mike say? He said, uh, oh, he said, he said it was uh, something about fly, no, fly as fuck. Uh, I'm sorry, I quote that. It's fly <laughs> as fuck is what Mike said about the uh, PMG. Oh, God. Look at you just cursing up a storm. No, no, no. I, I was quoting Big Ken. I got you. Well, Mike. Quoting Big, Big Ken. Ken from Mike. How did it, how's Rob right. say, uh, I forget what he it's steals a, somebody's line. <laughs> I forget, but I'm neither. Par- I'm paraphrasing this. 
Okay. Yeah, I know. The timing is impeccable. I was like, you know what? I was like, uh, there's there's probably a group of uh, of people out there thinking like, what the heck is going on? But uh, yeah, the timing was impeccable. So uh, you right, can right, take right. that. You can take that, you know, however you want. But uh, yeah, actually, I think I picked mine up a day before Ken. I uh-huh. believe in the DMs or something like that. We were did you call extended. him when he was in Canada or I did. I said, Hey, listen, this is what, this is what the price needs to be. And we're just gonna, you know, but not nah, listen. I don't want to wrap Ken in my, uh, in my, uh, there you go. Uh, that's an awesome picture, man. Props to Ken, man. He got to meet Mike Tyson and get Mike to take a picture with him with, you know, holding the PMG. So that was, that was sweet. Not for nothing, uh, but that's the first thing that popped up on my timeline when I, Oh, look at that. My IG just now, I'm just saying. The yeah. pump is real. <laughs> yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm a hobby plant. Like I know some of that. That's a term that they put out there. So uh, AIH. I'm a, I'm I'm. It's me, man. I'm the uh, Mike Tyson hobby plant. Uh, nah, listen, man. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's it's awesome that we get to kind of share that though. I mean, it was it was sweet, and they don't they don't come up often, and we were able to snag two that became available. So uh, again, it, it's just. When I look at that card, I'm thinking, I'm like, damn, man, like that. I said, that's the first card that I got that that aren't that doesn't sell much. So it was it was a bit of a homework assignment. And I didn't you know, it was like, oh, man, how bad do you want it and not get, you know, crazy and over super overpaid? Do I did I overpay some? Yeah, I guess you could say. I don't know. It is like Rob said, it's worth you. It's what you want to pay for it. You know, it's yeah. like. <clears throat> did you ever think <laughs> you're. You know, you'd be purchasing a PMG and that would probably be, you know, one of your most prized possessions in your collection. No, listen, the fact that so like the original PMGs to me, like they, they they're like uh, mythical. Yeah, I about to say like they're out, they're out there with like Bigfoot and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and so like when you got the, the Iverson one. Yeah. So, like, yo, that's fire, man. Because like, again, they they're not cheap or sometimes they just don't come up. And to think that I like I own one now is yeah it's that's one of those like damn moments because right. yeah i mean i see that car like i see you know great curator got like a tent like yeah yeah give him and it's like he's out there and i'm like yo and and you don't see many of them come out and like to to be able to own one um and it just happens to be a pmg it could be any card but yeah it, that's definitely a damn i'm like this is this is it moment you know what i mean for sure um so you know, but until then, we'll keep pumping. <laughs> now, there was a gentleman that just came out. Uh, that Rob was like, yo, this guy, he's a pretty big dude. And he just displayed. He said, seeing Mike Tyson on the new show, King of Collectibles, was awesome. So after starting to load up on wrestling cars in 2009, I was looking for some new targets that I thought had big potential and started collecting Iron Mike in 2010. And then he showed off his Tyson collection, which was pretty dope. So uh, that was David Peck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has a really nice, uh, he has a really nice collection, and uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, that it's just I'm like, oh, dude, like when I'm seeing all this stuff, I'm like, somebody's gonna start saying something about me at some point. Like, what the (laughs) hell is this guy doing? I don't know, but I love my PMG. I still haven't even posted on on Instagram. I I will at some point. Um, I just need to get that lighting and all that good stuff done. (laughs) But. You know, but not nah, for real, man. I mean, okay, so uh, so this wasn't orchestrated. It was nah, just all by accident. Yeah, Big Ken, funny. Little Tony, just both yeah. love Mike Tyson, and it just happened to be. Uh, yeah. Was that serendipity? 
I don't know. That I so. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it, man. <laughs> like, so, but again, congrats to Ken. I know he's super happy with that card, as am I. And it just happened to work out that way. That's my story. So beautiful, beautiful. Take it now, I'm going to ask you a question because this this constantly comes up, and it has to do with uh, the way you collect. Um, but you, you you mentioned something the other day was uh, how you have a disdain for the the modern athlete, the new age athlete. And uh, I think that disdain, first, I want you to explain why you have a disdain for the new age athlete. And because of that, does it affect the fact that you don't really truly invest in, in modern, you know, cards? Yes, sir. So I think, and I could be wrong, but this is just me. I think the modern athlete doesn't really care about winning too much. They just care about, being out there and if they win, they win. Whatever. Get in yeah, get in the bag. Like it's just and I could be, you know, again, I could just sound like I'm the old guy on the porch. Like, I just don't see there's a couple guys, but overall I don't see like just the wanting to win and just like at all costs. I just don't see that. They're just like, eh, whatever. Like the the, the NBA is the one that gets me, bro. The sitting out of games just because that drives me up a freaking wall. Like, bro, that's like, and you know why. Like, you know, like, bro, when every time this dude sits out for just because it's Tuesday and his toe hurts, like, bro, get out of here with that nonsense, man. And that just drives me up a wall. So I'm like, how can I put my dollars into some guy who I just, they're just not showing me that they care. So like. So in other words, if today's athletes are not all in, why should we be in all in as collectors of these newer? And it's tough for these younger kids because they don't know this. This is what they know. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's normal for these guys to take off, you know, that it's kind of been implanted in our minds and it's like the newer generation. It's, you know, it's, it happened in baseball with pitchers and, you know, they'll never be able to replicate what pitchers did in the past. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's just as uh, time goes on, it's it's tough. You know, like what Tom Brady did, I don't think that'll ever happen with any of these newer newer quarterbacks. Maybe Patrick Mahomes, but it's just so hard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, dude, like I, I see what you're saying, but it's like people are in love with <laughs> with the prospecting, bro. They can't get enough of it. But listen, look, forget, check it out. I saw Jordan play one time live. Right. One time in my life, I was in the last row up against the wall at the time at the might have even been Spectrum State Center or the FU Center here in Philly. Okay. It was the game, the famous Allen Iverson crossover game. I was there. Ooh, there. I was there for that. And I sat in the last, like I said, the last, last row back up against the thing. Dude, if Jordan wouldn't have played that day, because I was like, this is it. Allen Iverson and Jordan. Like, I, like that was the ultimate. Like, if Jordan just, ah, I'm not going to play just because. Like, what? Yeah. Just like imagine that, is- didn't. That, that iconic moment in NBA history would have never happened if Jordan decided to, like, the Bulls were already in playoff contention. The the Sixers sucked at that time. That's why they had the number one pick in Allen Iverson. Why should I play these scrubs? You know, Scotty and the crew could take care of them, no, no problem. Um, But, like, dude, them guys were freaking notorious for playing – 
all, you know, was it 82 games or yeah, trying yeah. to at least. And and to take a time off, you literally had to be hurt, hurt. There was no relaxation days or mental days or any of this. And, you know, not to, to knock anybody, if you know, if you're going through mental issues or you need a break, I can get it. But I think a lot of these guys now, they're kind of like using that as an excuse. And Listen, you know, it's bad when the league has to talk about, oh, we're going to make a rule if you don't play X amount of games. You can't get those awards. You can't even get that. You know, I don't know how they're going to, you know, that's might get a little weird because then maybe it's like the, the, the 12th best guy is the <laughs> yeah. guy that, you know, so it's like. Well, no, it would put like Jason Tatum played most of the games this season. And uh, so guys like that who are, you know, considered the best players out there but didn't have a season say like Joel Embiid then he would be thrust into the forefront if Joel missed more games as he tends to do or you know if Joker didn't put as many games or Giannis missed a ton of games as well you know then that would put somebody like Jason Tatum into the forefront so maybe the guards would get more love because they tend not to get as hurt you know hurt as much unless you're named Kawhi Leonard um, which Bro, I love that guy, man. But his last couple years, he's been non-existent, man. Yeah, but so back to like spinning it back. So, <clears throat> I mean, I could be wrong again. If there's multiple, you know, younger athletes that are all about it, then that's great. I, I, like to me, it's just the NBA is the one that sticks out the most because I, yeah. I just I can't get get behind that. And we have a guy here who I feel sometimes takes off way too much than he needs to. Like, that's just my opinion. I'm like, really? Again? Although this year I thought he was a lot better. I'll say that. And last year. He played more games last year. Yeah. So, um, so but, these last you know. two years, he's, he's he's done a lot better. He's been in better shape. You know, the, we got to give it to him. That's why he's been in contention for MVP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he's led the league in scoring, I believe, the last three years. So he's he's doing his thing. and But it's like clockwork, bro. We, we get to the first round. We win it. But somehow some stupid injury comes. And here we are again. You know, it's like. Yeah. Dude, the dreaded second round, and here we are going up against the mighty Boston Celtics who made it to the finals last year, and it's like, bro, you know, well, oh, probably 99% he's not going to play tomorrow. I, I I don't know. Is it tomorrow? Or, uh, I don't know offhand. It's been a crazy weekend here, first, so I don't know. First, but... Yeah, the first is tomorrow, right? Yeah. yeah, so they still haven't confirmed, but, you know, he's doubtful. So it's kind of like unless the Sixers step in some major caca, <laughs> and Tobias, you know, and Maxi and Harden all do glorious things in Boston and are able to steal the game. That would be great. Um, but see, but that that just goes back to why I can't invest in this stuff because it's a lot of ifs, ands, buts, and what's, and this and that's, and it's just too much, man. Yeah, I and then it goes I, I back just... to the whole thing with you know we talk about Giannis who already kind of like cemented his place, but then. You know, you have the reporter, you know, ask him right after the game, like, is this considered a failure? You know, like every we 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 just want it's like it's all or nothing, man. And I think as fans, too, um, we kind of like have that, especially with, when it, with a team like, say, the Sixers or, you know, the Eagles when it was with Donovan McNabb, you know, they made it to four straight NFC championships, finally, you know, got over the hump and then lost to New England. But it was like, listen, if we don't win the NFL you know, championship the Lombardi or if the Sixers don't get past the second round, it doesn't matter what happened. You know, why, why even watch? Why? You know what I mean? So we get to that point as fans where it's kind of like we yeah. get, and it's, and it's like, if we, if we do that as fans, then like 
sports would be non-existent, bro. You know what I mean? We like fans would just right, be right. for everybody to win a championship. And if you die, it's team sucks. You know what I mean? So the rest of the team, yeah. all 31 other teams are just ass. And it's like you can't just be like that yeah. either. You know what I mean? So it's like it's gotta be like a happy medium where like right. sometimes you just gotta take it for what it is as entertainment. And you know, you, you always hope your team's gonna do well and maybe even surprise you and win a championship, but you can't like every year just expect you know even though you know it's been a 40-year drought for the <laughs> six or so it's kind of like <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah time's ticking but yeah i mean like i said bringing it back to the cars that's exactly why i don't i just i really can't get behind it because i just don't feel like there's just this like you said they're not all in why should i be all in yeah yeah you know, so, a lot of again people, uh, i could be wrong but that's just the way i see it with some athletes you know yeah I guess, you know, when it comes to to the hobby where there's money to be made, you know what I mean? So, you know, even a small flip or to one of these bigger flips, if you can get into a prospect, um, you know, now it's Jordan Love. So all the Jordan Love collectors are coming out the woodworks again. Aaron's finally out. He's with the Jets. And, you know, is he going to be the next Aaron Rodgers? Cause similar to when freaking uh, Brett Favre left and Aaron took control. Is it going to be the same? I don't know. I've seen some highlights from Jordan where I was like, ooh, looks pretty good. And then I've seen some lowlights. So you never know. Until somebody's given full command of a team, you know, similar to what Jalen Hurts, you know, we all had questions about him in the second year with with the same offensive coordinator and the same coach. You've seen the the steps and the and the leaps that he took to become, you know, an MVP candidate. So you never know. But you know that that that's the prospecting part of it, and that's why a lot of the people in the hobby do what they do. And it's it's really it's money motivated. It's that gambling aspect, and uh, it's it's always going to be part of the hobby. Yeah. Speaking of money motivated, before you get to this last topic, speaking of money, money motivated, the hobby and the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Can we talk real quick about this Evan Mathis card trimming <laughs> thingy that just like I get home from working all, you know, and uh, it was a weird, like I said, get home from working all weekend. And uh, there seems to be a huge scandal that I guess would be the talk of the town this week. So we might as well address it before uh, it becomes old news. Yeah, but what the heck is going on, man? So Evan Mathis, apparently, I didn't know this was the Evan Mathis that actually former NFL offensive lineman played for the Eagles um, a couple years back. Apparently, he's been in the hobby for a while, and apparently, he's been up to some hanky panky. Thank you, AIH. Um, so he just comes out with a tutorial video of uh, just hey, uh, let me get the old paper cutter from fifth grade that I stole from the teacher. Let me get a little bit of cardboard you know, material that they use to make the, you know, card stock, put it right over the card and just line it up and bam, you got a nice trim, you know, trim card and good enough to send to PSA and get graded. And these are, you know, vintage cards. He apparently, uh, you know, made a ton of money selling a PSA nine Mickey Mantle. I don't know what he said, like two, two to 3 million. Something like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know the exact whether or not that was trimmed, uh, you know, coming off of what I just saw, it probably more than likely was. And who knows how many of these he did, um, so card porn kind of released the video <clears throat> and, uh, there was a lot of people obviously with negative comments. And then there was some hobby elites that were, uh, giving fire emojis and, you know, clapping hands and laughing and kind of, you know, just, uh, raising that eyebrow, like, Hmm, you know, what's going on here and people that are actually heads of new grading companies and things like that. So it's, 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 uh. It's definitely interesting, man. And, and I never thought it would be that easy. I always thought about like trimming 
Uh, and I heard about the one guy that that would recruit people to to actually get like a card machine and and be able to cut you know a specific you know one one hundredth of an inch off a card and you know so I'm thinking it's this whole mathematical scientifical type you know you <laughs> piece of material. My man, my man had uh all he was missing was the construction paper and the Elmer, and the Elmer's glue. We'd be right back in third like, grade. That's all you need to trim, and we can get that through PSA. Shit, you know, I was gonna be PSA ten. Here we come. You know what I mean? Like, damn. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, that's kind of hot off the presses this uh, today, and we'll we'll see where that goes. Probably nowhere. With like, as with everything else, uh, is what it is. Slap on the wrist. You know, he'll get banned. I mean, he was at the last year's national. <clears throat> so, really, is, huh. yeah, he was there. <clears throat> I think he was set up. I don't know. Apparently, he's he's big time. It's not. Well. Who knew? Look at that. He retires from the league or whatever, and uh, he's off doing freaking uh, third grade uh, art projects with, with vintage cards. <laughs> like the one guy said in the comments, it was, uh, how did he put it? Basically, I, I don't really see anything wrong with it. You know, if it, if it's a fake card, uh, you know, um, I'm not for fake cards, but trimming cards, what's wrong with that? I don't know. I'm busy pumping Mike Tyson PMGs, so who am I to say? And me and Michael Jackson memorabilia. There you go. <laughs> so listen, man, let, let's get uh, down the home stretch here. This is your uh, your topic, so I'll turn it over to you real quick, and then we'll see uh, where we go from here. All right, Tony. So we, you and I just started this journey a couple years back, and uh, so you, you, know, you started collecting weren't doing this, you know, since you were a kid, you start collect <clears throat> collecting these cards. And then, uh, you know, now that uh, you've been doing it, your kids or your wife really haven't been interested in the cards. Am I correct in saying that? They really haven't? Yeah. No. Okay. They don't so your son hasn't had any kind of. No, no he's too busy. Uh, he's too busy lifting weights and looking at himself in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. He's so. getting big. He's a big boy now. Yeah, should have had that dedication when he's playing football. That's what I said. I said, listen, if you would have, yeah, I know. I said, listen, where was that at? You could have, you know, you could have. Then our daddy would have been really making it rain with cards. (laughs) But no, I mean, listen, I mean, he played at the collegiate level, so that's nothing to sneeze at. But it was like, you know, if we would have put on a couple more pounds, I could have been rolling with Evan Mathis right now. (laughs) I mean, so with that being said, bro, at this point, you know, what are your plans for the future? Will you look to like liquidate at a certain age and hopefully like enjoy the fruits of your hobby labor, collecting all these good cards and then just saying, screw it, I'm going to sell it. And before I die, use this money to live it up. Or do you plan on like willing it down and let the kids and the wife figure it out when you're gone? Yeah. Today's answer is I would probably liquidate because I they have no idea about cards at all. So Am I going to leave it up to them, hopefully finding someone that's going to help them? Or am I going to run into some, uh, thank you, AIH, Hankus Pankus? I got to make sure that we give credit to that. Because I, like I said, I don't want to be ending up in no uh, people's court over using <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, no, I, I like, like I said, answer today is I would probably liquidate at some point because I just, I, listen, after learning all this stuff, as great as this hobby is, as much fun as I have, it's filled with a lot of dirt bags, a lot of dudes trying to get over. And can you imagine wife and kids show up with whatever I got and make, you know, whatever. And the guy's like, yeah, 
it's like 20 bucks you got there. I'll take them off your hands and they don't know any better. Like, I, dude, imagine how many, how often that happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, that probably happens a lot. Yeah. Especially back in the day. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe not now with the internet, but with, yeah, with the shows coming out and, you know, the, the hobby being in the forefront and, and in the news as much as has been, people are probably more aware that these cards are worth money, but it's still, it still happens. Yeah. Yeah. So I, like I said, I, I think, I think that I would try to the cash out and just, you know, make so you it rain. Just be like, you know what? I really love what cousin Oz did for me and helping cousins collectibles. All right. All right. Here we go. So if, um, all right. We will we will do a, a liquidation with a rider that Oz gets like uh he gets the pick of the litter, whatever you want. PMG? Yeah, you can just take whatever you want, and then whatever's left, then I'll just sell. All right. Oh, how about that? I love it. See that? You got a deal. Everybody wins. You heard that, everybody, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So let me ask you, what what were you what are you gonna do? Um, I, I'm probably gonna will it down to my daughter because she's uh that's my little road dog. So she has her own collection. She's starting. So I'll, I'll probably get, let her get the stuff that I have and she could either continue building it or sell it to work on her collection. I mean, who knows, you know, when she's still, you know, she's 11 years old, but I, she's just like me. So I see her being a hoarder, you know, going on as time goes on. So, but you know, things can change. Yeah. See, um, but she's, she's learning in the hot, like she, yeah. you know, where I don't have that situation. Right. 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 So it's like, it's totally taking people who have, no idea about collecting comps, cars, none of that stuff, and just saying, "Oh, here, go figure it out." Where she at least has a skin in the game. I mean, yes. you know, if if somebody's not autographing in front of her, she don't believe it. So <laughs> she's got that, that going on. She, yeah, she's not about the hankus pankus. No, no. <laughs> so, so yeah, that I, like I said for me, I'm cashing out, and you can will it down. Yeah, I'm willing it out. But yeah, that okay. that's cool. That's cool. Appreciate that. Like so you'll that. be going like on that. that uh that world cruise with all that money. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'll probably end up <laughs> I'll probably end up with like 30 bucks. I go to Turkey Hill and get two <laughs> gallons of iced tea and, and a and a carton of cigs. Nah, bro. That <laughs> Roberto, 30 bucks, Roberto Clemente be worth the probably like yeah. 80k by then. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah. I don't smoke cigarettes, but I imagine a, a, a carton of cigarettes is probably more than thirty dollars. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's just, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. But so listen, man, I'm glad you're back. You know, we're back to uh back to business as usual. Another Thursday night live coming up. Definitely check it out because by that time I'll watch the show and I'll have more to yeah, say. Yeah, have some more takes on that. Definitely got some homework to do. <clears throat> yeah, but it's yeah. fun. It's good. It's a, it's a good show. And you know, if it is scripted, it is well written. Uh, the acting, it's not. It's not bad. I've seen worse. Okay. Definitely seen worse. So it's, it's like I said, go into it with a positive outlook and you'll be pleasantly surprised if you go into it negative thinking, you know, Ken Golden's a piece of shit. You're like, yeah, this is crap. I gotcha. I gotcha. Hey, man. But in the commission's defense, sometimes uh, Ken does put himself in that type oh, of. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's not act here like Ken is holier than thou and, you know, we should all bend, bend the knee. Ken has definitely been part of some uh, Hankus Pankus. There we go again. <laughs> Sorry, AIH, but we give you credit whenever credit is due, sir. But yeah, Ken, Ken has been, you know, the topic of some controversy. But dude, you know, for the amount of stuff that he's done for the hobby, you know, far outweighs any of the, 
the negative shenanigans. You you could always, you know, when somebody gets to that level where he's at, there's always going to be dirt. In a, in a hobby like this, you don't get to that level without doing some dirt. You know what I mean? Like everybody, we, we like to talk a good game. A lot of these people, these collectors out here like to talk, you know, the guys that are up that have been doing this for a long time. But a lot of them have been involved in some stuff that they'll never say uh, took place. But they definitely, definitely uh, did some things. Um. And I think cousin Tony froze up here. Where you at, bro? Hear me? I can hear you, but you, you, you're, uh, your eyes are closed and you're not moving. There's a conundrum. You can still hear me, so we can keep it moving. But yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, like I said, I'm in the middle of pumping Mike Tyson PMG. So whatever. Yeah, no, no one is, uh, <laughs> no one is innocent. You know, like I like to say, let, let, let he. Who is not guilty cast the first stone. You know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. We're, we're, nobody's perfect. And again, we're not, I'm not saying we're out here trying to be malicious and do anything with that intent, but we all can't sit here and point fingers like we've never done, you know, anything. Like er everything that we do is on the up and up. I hear you. Well, listen, let's fish, finish on a positive note. That's it. I'm happy to have you back. Check us out on Thursday. Uh, that's going to be fun. Our Thursday night lives that keep getting better and better and better. Those are fun. Definitely check it out. Um, jump in the chat. Those guys in the chat do a heck of a job of being funny, entertaining, and informative too. So yes, very nice. But that's the key. So. That's the key. Having uh, the good conversation flowing. Um, not only being funny, but like you said, having the the nuggets of wisdom. And it's cool to see, you know, how people are thinking in the hobby and and being able to go ahead and get that back and forth and we we have a good crowd man we got a lot of good guys that are not only friendly but they have the knowledge which is cool yeah yeah for sure so big thank you to them and thank you to everybody for checking us out today and with that said oz take us home brother we are going to go ahead and end this but before we do how many days to the national bro 80 something Ooh, good question i think so yeah, it's be right around the corner, bro. I still haven't got my tickets yet. Got to get my tickets. Yeah, we might want to get on that. <laughs> or we need to work on that media pass. <laughs> yeah, every time, whatever. <laughs> that ain't happening. That being said, brother, we're going to end this like we always do, and that's keep focused, keep positive, and keep collecting. Hey, yo, Tone, bring the beat back.